Okay, so ton of client calls uh, this this past week, uh, celebrating client wins, talking about new milestones that they've hit. Uh, a lot of client calls regarding um, just setting new goals and setting new challenges for them to work towards for the next upcoming months. Uh, celebrating, like I like I was saying. Um, there was a client uh, that I just had a call with and uh, her three-year-old son has been like watching her go to the gym, watching her progress, watching her get stronger and uh, is starting to like ask like, hey, are you going to the gym? Like out of like, excitement and has uh, started flexing his muscles for her. Um, her husband has actually started to kind of follow in her footsteps and has been watching her get healthier, go to the gym. So now he is starting to go to the gym more often too. And uh, it, it's always so cool to um, hear about clients and hear about how like their decision to uh, prioritize their health and get healthier and go to the gym and um, work out and focus on their nutrition, not only is benefiting them like with their weight loss or just how healthy and strong they're starting to feel, but also benefiting the people around them, their their kids, their husband, their friends, even other family members. That that's one of the coolest things because, um, you know, this this nutrition and fitness thing, especially when you hire a coach and you join a program like this, uh, it can feel like a selfish thing to do, but it's actually very unselfish because you're able to set an example for the other people around you, and then they start to benefit from it too. So those conversations are always really cool. Um, uh, but I was having one conversation with with the client um, about uh, some of some of these you know habits we're trying to implement, tracking her food, um, you know meal prepping, and some of these habits have been really tough for her lately. She's um, had you know some obstacles with with vacation, uh, some you know personal things with people that she knows too that has kind of caused her a little bit of stress, um, and it's just kind of gotten into a little bit of funk and like. This is why it's so important to have a coach because we were able to sit down, have, we actually had an hour long conversation about this and work through a lot of things, which obviously if you didn't have a coach, you'd be left on your own. But we, we talked a lot about this stuff and what was specifically holding her back. And we kind of got to the root cause of some of these things. And, um, it got me to thinking like a big problem that people struggle with when it comes to making good food choices, meal prepping, going to the gym is there after a little bit of time, your motivation will start to run out. And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this, in this live, this video, uh, this podcast is, um, is, you know, what do we do when motivation runs out? And I, I think like a first, the first mistake is relying on motivation to get things done. Like we're never going to always feel motivated every single day. We're never going to always like have this, like high energy towards what we're doing because you know what we're doing isn't always exciting like meal prepping planning out your protein you know cooking up your chicken breasts on the grill or um your ground beef on the um in the pan or you know going to the gym uh you know for the fourth time this week like it's not always something super exciting to do and usually it's when we're doing something super exciting where we kind of are like our emotions are high and we're able to actually utilize motivation. Um, but when we're doing something repetitive that we do week after week after week, because that's what we ultimately need to do to be successful with this because we need consistency, it gets boring after a little bit. And um, it's supposed to be, you know, boring, frankly. And um, that motivation that comes from that excitement when you first started this journey will eventually run out. So what do we do then 
when this motivation does run out and we don't have it anymore? Um, do we just stop doing the things that we need to do? Do we stop doing the work? Do we stop implementing these behaviors or actions or habits that we need to be successful? Obviously, we don't want to go that route or you know, we're going to go backwards. We're going to gain a bunch of weight or we're going to just stay stagnant and not continue to lose weight. So um, there are multiple strategies that you can use with this to get out of this um, like plateau, not plateau, but get out of this kind of like brain fog that's stopping you from actually, you know, implementing the behaviors you need to. Um, there are a few strategies, right? There's, you can um, give yourself a reward, right? That was one thing that we talked about on, on the call with her was, how do we implement some kind of reward system? And we want to be sure that whatever reward system we implement isn't something that actually moves us backwards. So in the context of weight loss, we don't want our reward for, you know, meal prepping for hitting our calorie goal all week. We don't want our reward to be food related to be like, Oh, I'm going to go out and, um, you know, eat an entire large pizza or something, or I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy ice cream because I restricted ice cream all week, right? That help that causes us to develop kind of a poor relationship with food. And we're rewarding ourselves with food, super high calorie food that actually pushes us backwards from our goal of weight loss. Probably now, like, and I mean, if you have listened to any of my lives or my podcasts or anything, you know that I'm all for including like ice cream here and there, including in moderation. I've seen really successful weight loss and including a little bit every single day, honestly. And, you know, I encourage clients if that's what helps them stick to their plan, um, as long as they're hitting their other goals, having an overall really whole food diet for the most part, like that's okay. So I'm not saying that ice cream is bad, but ice cream isn't probably a good thing to use as a reward for uh, meal prepping and anything else food related with weight loss. Um, so we want to have it not food related. We want to have the reward be something that's not related to the action we're trying to change that doesn't move us backwards. Uh, so some rewards we talked about were, uh, uh, you know, maybe if she had so many consistent days, right, that then she could uh, reward herself with maybe like a new new workout outfit, which actually like benefits her, her goals of trying to get in better shape and potentially lose weight and get healthier, right? Like buying yourself a new workout outfit, that's going to motivate you to want to be able to wear that workout outfit. And it's going to make you excited to wear it when you go work out the next time. So that's a way you can kind of reward yourself with something that actually helps, um, the behavior you're trying to adopt. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that. Another kind of short-term reward system would be like even just physically checking off a box. Like we talked about, um, you know, three meals a day that she's trying to prep for seven days a week. That's 21 meals for the entire week. You can have like a sheet that you print off the computer or you create yourself that has 21 boxes. And every time you meal prep a meal, you check off one of those boxes and be like, okay, that's one of my 21 meals that's prepped. And there's something so satisfying about physically checking something off or physically crossing something off that that could even be like a good reward system. But what I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about other than like the reward system part is like when motivation runs out, we typically need motivation in the first place or feel like we need motivation to do something that we don't want to do, to do something that is not enjoyable. Like if you enjoy eating pizza or eating ice cream, or you enjoy watching TV or you enjoy, um, uh, 
I don't know, watching TikToks on your phone, you probably don't need motivation to get yourself to do those things because you enjoy them, right? It's something that you actually like to do. So instead of thinking, how do I create motivation to do something like meal prep? Or how do I reward myself to do something with meal prep? Like what kind of reward can I give myself for doing that? Instead, think how can we make meal prep actually enjoyable? You know, that's a different way of thinking of, okay, not how do I reward myself for doing this thing that I don't like to do? Or how do I motivate myself to do something that I don't don't like to do? Instead, how do I just make that thing that I don't like to do, make it something that I do like? Uh, so some things we talked about with her specifically um, uh, with this was podcasts. So she is a big podcast listener. And that's something that she really loves to do. She loves to listen to a variety of podcasts. And she like listed off a bunch of podcasts that she likes to listen to. And uh, she has tons to choose from. So that's a perfect way to make meal prep more enjoyable by saying, okay, my meal prep time is actually my podcast time. So when I meal prep for that hour, maybe two hours, if it takes that long, you know, once, possibly twice a week, I'm going to put my headphones in and kind of get into my own world and listen to my favorite podcast during that time. And that's a way to make meal prep maybe even something that you potentially look forward to because you're doing something enjoyable when uh, while you're doing it. Um, uh, you're kind of overlapping two behaviors, right? You're overlapping a behavior of meal prep that you don't like to do while also um, overlapping that with a behavior that you do like to do listening to podcasts. And this could be listening to podcasts. This could be listening to uh, uh, music. One thing that I like to do because I admitted to her that while I'm a registered dietitian, while I help coach people um, lose weight with their nutrition and exercise, I hate cooking food. I, I hate meal prepping myself. I do not like to do it. I don't like cooking. I don't like cleaning up after I cook. I don't like um, meal prepping either. But podcasts is something that I do. Another thing that I uh, like to do is just blast music in my apartment when I am cooking food. So um, sometimes I'm in the mood for um, like there was a point like last year where I was really in the mood for kind of like old school style like Elvis music. And I would blast that in my apartment when I'm cooking. Um, uh, but sometimes it's like the 90s or early 2000s, like hip hop, R&B, those throwbacks I like to put on. Um, uh, or, you know, maybe it's some other kind of music. But that's another way for me to make meal prep more enjoyable because, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of time to really listen to music throughout the day because I'm always like on client calls. I'm always uh, creating video content uh, for you guys or sending video responses or voice responses to clients. Um, so, I don't have that time to enjoy music other than when I'm potentially maybe driving, which I don't really drive very often. Maybe when I drop Aiden off at daycare or I go to the grocery store or I go to the gym, those are really the only times I ever drive since I work from home. Um, so I don't really have a whole lot of time to listen to music there. Um, same thing with podcasts. So pairing um, those meal prep times with a podcast or music is super helpful because it's something that I enjoy. And it's like, if you are enjoying those podcasts and music, you know, there's some like really deep kind of 
um, neuropsychology or whatever going on in your brain where like you get that dopamine hit when you're listening to a podcast because you like to do it. You get that dopamine hit when your favorite song comes on. And if you're getting that dopamine hit while meal prepping, you're going to start to like associate that meal prepping with a dopamine hit too subconsciously. And you're probably going to start to enjoy meal prepping a little bit more. It's kind of like that uh, experiment, the, what is it called? Like Pavlov's um, experiment where they had like the dogs and uh, they like rang the bell while giving them food. And then that made them uh, salivate because they were, uh, you know, getting food. But then eventually just the ringing of the bell made them salivate too because they were associating the ring of the bell with food. And that's kind of the same thing that we can kind of trick our minds with, with these behaviors by overlapping something that, you know, we'd like to do that gives us, you know, dopamine that makes us feel happy overlapping. That with something we don't like to do. Um, another example of this is when I was in grad school and I had to write my, uh, master's paper. Um, not a huge fan of writing research papers, uh, especially when they're 50 plus pages long, but, when I would edit that, I would drink my favorite zero calorie monster. And like, that was something that I enjoyed. Um, you know, it tasted good to me. I enjoyed drinking it. Um, and I would only drink it if I was working on my paper. Now, if I was working on my paper, like super late at night, probably wouldn't drink it because I wanted to be able to go to sleep fine that night. But if it was in the morning, I would be like, okay, I'm going to wait and not have my favorite zero calorie monster unless I'm going to sit down and write my paper. And that way I'm pairing those two things together um, uh, to make writing the paper more enjoyable. And you can do this with um, with walks too. Like if you're somebody who you struggle to go on walks because you find them kind of boring um, for whatever reason, or uh, you just don't enjoy it, like put on a podcast, put on your favorite music, or, you know, grab your favorite cup of coffee or grab your favorite drink or something like that and drink that while you're walking. And it helps to associate the walking with something positive that you enjoy or that you like to do. And there's, you know, a million different examples or a million different ways you can implement this. Um, but these are just some examples of that. So um, wanted to come on here because it was something that, you know, I had a conversation with a client this week and I thought it was super important to um, just remember like the key to implementing these things you have to do, you know, putting in the work, sometimes it's motivation, you know, that short term spur of like em emotional drive that you get um, that makes you want to do something. Sometimes it's just buckling down and having the discipline to just absolutely just do it, like simply do it. But other times you can, we can be creative and make that habit that we don't really like to do more enjoyable and then it's easier to do it. We don't experience as much friction or as much resistance towards doing it. And if we can ultimately make these habits, meal prepping, going to the gym, all of these things more enjoyable, we're going to be more likely to do them and we're going to be more likely to do them long term too and not just for that duration to lose the weight because ultimately if we want to keep the weight off, we have to keep these behaviors up too. So uh, I hope this was helpful and eye-opening. Um, let me know like in the uh, comments if you've ever tried any of these strategies before um, or anything like this. Uh, would definitely love to hear some of like potential pairings of different behaviors that you've tried to make it more enjoyable because it would obviously give me some more ideas for some things. It could give other people listening some ideas too. So um, yeah, let me know in the comments. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday and a great uh, rest of your week. And I will see you guys in the next one.